Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Jack Posobiec here, live guest hosting the War Room. Stephen K. Bannon on assignment with Mike Lindell. They're winging their way down to New Mexico, the big summit there. So we are in, I am the host of Human Events Daily here on Real America's Voice. We've got the Human Events podcast as well every single day. Because as we hurdle closer and closer to the election day, we're at 30 plus days out. We're at one day, one month out. The question becomes for ourselves, what are you doing to get ready? What actions are you taking? What steps are you taking? Are you ready to step up in the precinct project? Are you ready to go out there in Pennsylvania? Are you ready to go out there in Arizona, in Wisconsin, in Michigan? We've got an action-packed show today. We've got Doug Mastriano, Senator Mastriano coming up hour two. We've got Pedro Gonzalez, Darren Beatty, Dave Bratt, and Dave Walsh. They're going to walk through Biden's insane speech. I don't even know who he was talking to. He's talking about a country that doesn't exist, a situation that doesn't exist saying that the economy is going great. Go look at the stock market today. Free fall, landed with an absolute thud. NASDAQ down 3.8 today. S&P down, Dow down 630 points, Joe. And he's up there talking about how we need energy, how we need security. We've got none of it on your watch. Why? Simple. Because you want to say that nobody Fs with Joe Biden. I think it's actually that everybody does. Because OPEC just told you to pound sand. So we've got Dave Bratt. We've got Dave Walsh. We're going to get into all that. But first, I wanted to bring on, I know he was on this morning, but we're asking him to come back to pull double duty. Because, of course, when Charlie's out, he calls him Poso. When Steve's out, he calls him Poso. Everybody knows that the Polak will pick up a couple of extra shifts. So that's what we come in. We've got human events coming up later tonight. But don't worry. I'll come in for the war room. So. I figured I'd call Barris if he wanted to do double duty as well. And he's here with us, ladies and gentlemen, the People's Pundit. <laughs> Jack. How you doing? Everybody knows. Everybody knows you'll pick up a couple extra shifts. Buddy, that was hilarious. Everybody knows. Everybody that. knows that Paul can pick a couple, a couple extra shifts. <laughs> Thanks for having me, brother, as always, man. That was too Well, much. look, look. So I just came back. Look, I'm telling you, man. And I'll just give you some on-the-ground numbers, right? I came back from Pennsylvania. I was out there on the campaign trail with Senator Mastriano in southeast Pennsylvania, where I was told there's no support for Mastriano. There's none. It's the suburbs. Uh, Maybe Oz will pick up some. He's targeting those. He's using kind of the Toomey strategy, right? Uh, But Mastriano, that's all west. It's all the west. Rich, we had 600 people at the first event in Chester County we had a thousand people in Bucks for the actual rally. 
Philadelphia Inquirer saying, why are you bringing Pasovic in? He's this MAGA guy. I said, well, maybe it's because, I don't know, I'm actually from here. This is where I used to play football. This is where I used to do, you know, this is my home. This is my home area. And I got to tell you, there's there's a real grassroots. And, and, you know, I know we always say that, but I'm, I'm telling you, I saw it with my own two eyes. There is a real grassroots groundswell in the state of Pennsylvania. Are you seeing anything like that in your analysis when you're running numbers? You know, I, that's I'm dying to get back into Pennsylvania because I'm looking at some of these other states. And, you know, we just did Arizona, uh, you know, for for CDM.press. People can go check it out for creative destruction. And it's like, Jack, I know what's happening right now when people are polling and we're going through something. You're just talking about Joe Biden. You know, since that speech, that whatever you want to call it, that uh, red backdrop speech, you know, there's Which was a in lot Pennsylvania, of by the way. Yes, which was in Pe- Pennsylvania. There's a lot of hesitation to uh, to speak to anybody. They don't know who I am when I call or my you know uh, what my agents mm. call or try to text people. They don't know it's Rich Barris, the People's Pundit. They automatically align you as a pollster. You must be one of those media people. We can't stand you. We're not going to have you put a bullseye on your back. No, thank you. I don't want to talk to you. So I'm really curious because I know how the media polling methodologies are flawed and how they you know how they work. And they would be the first ones to miss Mastriano's support. Polling in Arizona, yeah, but but they would, you know, kind of pick up on Oz's and maybe not even all of it, but, you know, kind of pick up on it while missing some of Doug's and show this big divide. And the same thing I was thinking in Arizona, yeah, I can see how Kerry Lake would poll better because of the response bias issues that may be, uh, you know, that may be specifically hurting Blake Masters a little bit. So looking at some of these other polls, which now I'm starting to tune out so I can focus on doing my own best work. You know, the, the fact is there was a divide, but it wasn't the divide that we were seeing. These people just don't know how to reach, uh, you know, some of these voters because, you know, uh, can, can you blame them? They don't no, want exactly, to speak. Exactly. Well, let's let's switch gears then, because let's look at Arizona. And I watched that debate last night. I thought it was fantastic. Oof. I thought Blake was crushed him on the issues, brought him to the mat time and time again, because you had Kelly actually. And by the way, this shows you how bad I'm just going to say it, how bad of a candidate that Martha McSally was, that there were these yeah. glaring vulnerabilities that Kelly had that she could not exploit when she ran against him. And remember, she ran, yeah. well, essentially tried to run twice. Um that she was never able to come up to the task and make these simple statements. Like when he says the border's in chaos, then you come around and say, well, that's up to you. That's your You fault. should resign. Resign. I think that was the line <laughs> of the night. But here's my question. Yeah. From what you're looking at in the numbers, did Blake do what he needed to do last night? This is why I got to get in there one more time. This poll, we ended right before the debate and looking at uh, some of the Republican uh, vote that Mark Kelly's been trying to appeal to. There were certain things that uh, Blake Masters needed to convey last night to be able to bring some of those people home. And I think he did do that, you know, on the issue of abortion. If you've seen those ads, uh, they depict Blake Masters as, you know, the most backward, horrible, wretched person on the planet. And $50 million will buy you a lot of uh, high unfavorability ratings. So, you know, when these are the, the people he needed work with, Jack, are the people who watch these debates, right? Older people, more moderate Metro Republicans, they're going to watch it. So he needed to say, look, no, I'm affluent, I'm articulate, uh, he's the radical. 
And on abortion, I think he did it marvelously. Look, I don't support it, but I don't I personally don't support it. But I'll support a 15 week deadline, which the vast majority of the country supports, by the way. Um, and he's the radical. He supports abortion up to the point of birth. You know, uh, he did that. He did exactly what he needed to do there. And then the other issue was his Social Security attacks. They were leveling against him. And I think he made it very clear. The biggest threat to Social Security isn't Blake Masters. The biggest threat is Mark Kelly supporting all of this out of control spending, which is going to eat your fixed income up uh, with inflation. So I, I don't think there's a serious person anywhere who can't watch that debate. And if you can be objective, it doesn't matter what you feel about the issues, Jack. He won that debate. Uh, Look, Rich, perhaps you see more in decisively. That debate, the the, yeah, the, the take the take that I I really came away with was that. This is why nobody wants to debate this cycle, because right. with this new type of active, aggressive, pugilist, not afraid to say what needs to be said. And by the way, not angry, not mean, not cruel, but just to actually call people on their BS and come out there and say, you have failed. You ought to resign. This isn't your grandpappy's Republican Party anymore. They're terrified of going up against, by the way, I think anybody would be terrified to debate Carrie Lake. She's one of, she's probably the best <laughs> communicator in all of politics today. Of course, except for, except for Steve Bannon, the host of this program. But aside from that, it's got to be Carrie Lake. Running for political office. If you were team yes. uh, Katie Hobbs and you're thinking, you know, despite the CNN poll, which is really an outlier, right, Jack? I mean, the rest of uh, the rest of the polling universe has it a uh, lake between one and four. Ours is just about four, three point seven. But they're looking at it, the you, know, you got to really look inside these numbers, which is why we call that show that her potential is to expand that lead. If the levy breaks in November, Carrie Lake could wind up stomping. Katie Hobbs. So if you're team Hobbs, you have to think, I have nothing to lose at this point. Maybe I'll debate. But then they saw that last night. And if there was any inkling, you know, that maybe we're down and we, we should give it a chance and debate and try to catch her in something, that's not going to happen anymore. Their best strategy is to hide in the basement like Joe Biden and let the media try to run the campaign, which is what, Jack, that's what Democrats are doing. That's what they've been doing since Joe Biden. They hide. And the media effectively tries to run their campaign for them and definitely runs their messaging. Uh, it's just that Carrie, is, Carrie Lake is so smooth on how she handles like that Hispanic uh, outreach uh, conference that Katie Hobbs did not show up to. It was supposed to be a forum for Hispanic voters in Arizona. Uh, Katie Hobbs did not show up. The media played the role of opposition and Carrie Lake just handled every single one of them. And she said the important not angry. And Blake did that last night. Blake Masters, he didn't come across as nasty. He's, he came across as qualified, articulate, educated. And uh, that's, uh, again, the people who watch these debates, those are the ones he needed to speak to. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I, I'm, Arizona, you were talking about McSally. You know, she was uh, appointed, not, not, she was never elected. Uh, and then she tried her hand at it twice. But she just couldn't land any blows. And for especially Blake Masters last night, his job was to do what Rick Scott did to Bill Nelson, which was basically unmask him. Look, he's not a moderate. He's not. And one of the best lines that he delivered that that really got to that point was, look, I can work with Kirsten Cinema. 
I can work with Joe Manchin. Who I can't work with is Mark Kelly, Bernie Sanders, and Chuck Schumer. You know, so that, that Arizona likes their Mavericks. They they do. You know, it's a John McCain legacy, whether we like it or not. They like their independence. Cinema is very shrewd. Uh, so for him to tie himself to the likes of Cinema and and Mansion and say, look, I can I can work with these people. Put me on this level. When you think about Blake Masters, put me with you know, with, with this group, what you can't do is put me with Mark Kelly because he's over there with the radical leftists who Arizona just don't don't agree with. Uh, so, yeah, I think at this point, I think Blake Masters is, you know, I think he's going to catch Mark Kelly. I do. I, there was well, already I think, well, I think it's for the debate. Tough, but I think but I also look and, and I've said this before about Pennsylvania. I say it about Arizona. So Pennsylvania, Arizona, Georgia, where, by the way, doesn't seem like the attacks on Herschel Walker are having any effect on his direct base whatsoever. It also shows, by the way, a complete misunderstanding of uh, the media and the way that Christians operate and the ability of Christians to forgive in this country. I think they would have learned that, yeah, they don't get uh, that years ago. Totally don't get it. But the fact that it's actually had the opposite effect to rally the base in Georgia, the same way, by the way, and I know that Steve says this all the time when he's here, the same way that the Access Hollywood take actually led to a base rally for Trump. We've got about 90 seconds left. Uh, tell us, what key issues are you looking at to shift in these last 30 days where people can go and, of course, make sure they follow you at People's Pundit? So far, across the table, whether it's Arizona, it's Pennsylvania, uh, it's Nevada, the problem Democrats are going to have, and we're seeing when these now that these undecided voters are deciding, because we had Blake Masters down by almost four points in our last poll. What's happening is that those undecided voters were always uh, they always disapproved of the job Joe Biden was doing, and their issue set was not abortion. Those are already committed Democratic votes. Their issue set was cost of living and inflation, which they trust Republicans more on uh, inflation and the economy and jobs, and then of course immigration and border security. Those are, and it, you can, it is fair to throw abortion in with that top four. The problem is it's always a distant number three, Jack, or a distant number four. It's never, uh, uh, you know, a top issue where even if you win the lion's share of those votes, it's enough to put you over the top. Uh, well, plus, Republicans the are dominating day, on those three out of four. At the, at the end of the day on abortion, and I say this with Charlie all the time, is that you're going to have people on both sides that equally turn out. Rich, thanks for joining us here yeah, on absolutely. the War Room. We're coming back. We've got the two Daves. We've got Dave Bratt and Dave Walsh coming up. Terrible day in the, on Wall Street. We'll explain why. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, 
to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. Makes sense to stay cautious, but that works against the idea that aren't we supposed to be in the business of buying markets that are down 25%, at least for the long term? I think uh, the best investors have always understood that you have to be able to keep two opposing thoughts in your head at once. And the way that translates to portfolio management oftentimes is managing multiple strategies in one portfolio and having the maturity to understand that at some periods of time, one strategy is going to look great and another one might look terrible, but it's the combination of those two things uh, offsetting each other is how you get to the finish line. Easier said than done. And most people can't do it for themselves. That's why there are financial advisors and even many financial advisors struggle with explaining that stuff to clients. But um, if you're in a portfolio right now that's reliant on a single strategy, whether it's buy and hold or it's, you know, we're, we're a value investor or we're this or we're that, um, it's really, really tough to come up with a way to explain why this situation is going well. So the majority of our portfolios rely on multiple return streams, uh, non-correlated strategies. And again, having that humility to not expect everything to be at an all-time high all the time. Well, the stocks are crashing everywhere. The huge close at the end with a thud. The jobs report is indicating that people are worried that more Fed hikes are coming ahead for us. What is this plunge? NASDAQ down 3.8, S&P down. The Dow is down 630 points. And I thought, who better to walk us through all of this and then tie it back to something that we've all been fighting so hard against, the Great Reset. Then Dave Bratt, the Dean of the School of Business at the Great Liberty University. Dave, thanks so much for joining us today. Great to be with you, Jack. Thanks. Thank you. So walk us through today's numbers and then just the economy in general. Plus, you had this president's speech uh, where he's trying to address all this stuff, but it doesn't sound like he's actually talking about what's happening in reality. He keeps saying, oh, we've got the Build Back Better. It's the infrastructure plan. Everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be wonderful. Yet that's not what we see. Help me unpack this. Yeah, well, the cold open there was pretty informative. Uh, you know, even the even the uh, seasoned analysts can't tell you what's going on. And and the serious reason why that's the case is because we no longer use the free market system and the price system uh, to to run our economy. So now you have to be in, in an expert in forecasting what political actors are going to do, and then what geo uh, politics are going to do. And uh, it's pretty hard to forecast what Xi Jinping and, and, and Putin are going to do on any given day, what we're going to do with the Euros, the uh, Eurozone's going to do with Russia and Ukraine and all that. We'll get into that in a little bit. Today, the, 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 just the breaking news, the job uh, posting came in hot again. So the markets are freaking out and saying, you know, the Fed's going to hold strong, right? They're going to keep jacking up the interest rate. Well, yes, they are going to. They said they're going to. They have to. And I actually think they're going to hold to it this time. Because when you calculate the interest on the debt, right, in about 30 years, about half of all federal revenues go to just interest payments. 
right? So they've done the math on that. They you can, uh, debt uh, debt payments on thirty one trillion at four, five, six, seven percent. <laughs> Go do the math, and you'll 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 be shocked when you see those numbers. So they they have to fight inflation, and so they're going to fight inflation probably uh, another two or three rate hikes at least. And and the the answer for the folks at home, if you want to know where it ends, uh, if you're rational, right now, just say the inflation rate, there's a bunch of different ways to measure it. Just say it's 7% and say the interest rates are 3%. So you're upside down 4%, right? You got negative real rates of negative 4%. They have to get that up to zero. So they got to hope inflation comes down, gas prices go down a little bit, you know, maybe down to five. And then they got to raise interest rates up to at least five. Uh, so the real rate of interest is zero, right? And that doesn't get you to a normal price, right? The, we've messed. We had the federal funds rate at 0% for a decade. That, that's not right, right? The interest rate is the key price in the economy. It's the price of money. The interest rate is the price you pay to get your hands on money. It should be. Three or four percent right now. I don't want to say that right now because everyone's having a heart attack uh, because <laughs> of the unexpected. You're, you're lucky you're saying that in the, in the evening show. You said that in the, in the morning show. We would we would have slid even further. Right, right, right. Yeah. No. Well, so tie again, this back. So Dave, finish out your thought, but then tie this back for people because because you you have this theory of the case that this ties back to the Great Reset. I want to get into that. Yeah. Well. Right. And so. Those guys on the markets are saying, what's going on here? We don't we don't know what's going on, right? No one knows what's going on. And so let me lay it. You're, you're the expert on this, but I'll just lay out my economist uh, take on things, right? The, the globalists, right? The, uh, the Great Reset folks, Klaus Schwab, the Great Reset, the Eurozone, they already control 27 socialist countries called uh, Europe, right? Europe has crashed and caved. Uh, they've caved on the Judeo-Christian tradition, the rule of law. And now their markets are in a complete freefall. In England had a sovereign debt crisis last week. Imagine that that's the U.S. bond, the U.S. Treasury falling apart, which could happen plausibly. But we're the reserve currency. So we, we get a break. But England hit the wall and the, the, the exchequer, right, the, the English Treasury had to come in and rescue them. So this is serious business, right? So you got the Eurozone 27 countries uh, that are going along with this globalist thing. And when you think of globalism, you got to think of like Star Wars and the, the guys in the white suits, right? The stormtroopers, this unified mass of globules that are run by uh, the, you know, Darth Vader and the, the starship up there. They want to be the overlords of you and they've made it very clear. And so what do they have to do to have uh, globalism? They got to get rid of this thing called the nation state, which Bannon uh, has been on for years, right? The Westphalian system since the mid-1600s, the nation-state. And there's three nation-states that are particularly prob problematic to these globalists, right? Uh, China's got to go, and they're cracking up a little bit. Russia's got to go. They could crack up. We're fighting them. And then the USA, right? And so you've got three strong nation-states they got to get rid of in order to have an empire. And just so we're clear on empire, right? Think the Roman Empire or Napoleon, uh, the French Empire. They never end good for people, right? So uh, there's not a good track record for empires. So we do not want to go that way. But it's very unclear. And you, you're, you're a, a world expert on this stuff. What makes it even more unclear is you got the globalists going after China, the USA, and Russia. 
And he got China coming after us, right? They had the 1999 document, Unrestricted Warfare, where they made it very clear they're coming after us, right? And Steve always has been on this forever, right? Uh, financial warfare, economic warfare, information warfare. Uh, well, it's, on it's not even net. that. It's and, that what we, we broke out. We broke out on on Human Events Daily last night here on Rav and on the podcast. We broke out what what Tony Bobolinsky has been saying on Tucker. I think there's one piece that that you just have to add in to understand what he's laying out. You have to connect all the dots. What he's saying is the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, what is CEFC? What is that entity to them? What is it for? It's for underwriting the fuel and energy for one belt, one road. That's what the Bidens were being cut into. So the CCP was using Biden to install one belt, one road across Africa, across Southeast Asia, across South Asia, across South America, possibly even into North America. And we see him buying with the pharma and everything else. And so the idea yep. was that Biden and his son and the family, the brother, et cetera, were all being tied into this one belt, one road, which is the Chinese system. They were standing to financially gain as China builds this entire infrastructure across the world. That's why they're not doing anything about it because they're standing to gain from it. So that's the Bobolinsky plot that we laid out last night. I think people need to understand how that all fits into this. Right, right. I, I, we just had a uh, CEO summit at uh, Liberty the last couple of days. Uh, Dave Walsh did an outstanding job on energy and, and both domestic. Well, he'll, he'll be uh, coming up right, right after you, actually. Yeah, and he'll get at the same stuff. And uh, But we had uh, 10 African nations with us. We had the former president of Ghana, the entire DRC Congo delegation with us, <clears throat> a bunch of very high-end uh, business leaders from Nigeria, uh, Tanzanian uh, delegation, several other countries. And they are not happy uh, with China. China's not treating them with any dignity. Uh, there's 600 million uh, Christians in Africa. And so I, I hope all the businesses out there are giving Africa a good look. They're, they're our friends. They have the same Judeo-Christian values we do. And I hope we support them. But yet you're exactly right on this, this crack up. And, and it's very interesting. We had a few uh, speakers on a defense panel. And Jack, maybe you can clarify this because I, I do not understand this. But they, they said the neocons are on the left as well as the right. And that was stunning to me, right? So we're, we're all working at cross purposes. What's going on there? Well, I, I certainly do think you see that there, it, there's this idea of there's going to be a globalist empire. But the question is, who's going to be in charge of it? Is it going to be Brussels and Davos and Geneva? Yeah. Is it going to be Schwab? Is it going to be the Atlanticists here in the United States? And whether that be whether you call your, you know, a neoliberal is a Democrat globalist and a neocon is a conservative globalist. Or, you know, globalist. <laughs> and then the other answer, the other idea is, is China going to come in? undercut us at our feet and put themselves in charge of this massive empire. And so this is why, and we just only got you for a minute left. This is why yep. all of this is so important to the American home. And you're seeing this come out in the stocks. So yes. Dave, give us your coordinates. We're going to bring Dave Walsh in after the break to explain yep. all of this from the geopolitical manufacturing edge. One minute left, Dave Bratt. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, Brat Economics at Getter. I've been posting all of the war room shows and putting up the charts and a little bit of uh, intuition that goes with it. Uh, and the underlying theme through all of it that I didn't get at today, it takes a, a, even longer. But the real problem is the U.S. economy. 
right? We're always looking at these stock market reports. That's not the economy. 10%, the elite rich own 90% of the market, the stock market. The average American, the small business is in total pain. Real wages were going up for the first time for high school graduates uh, under Trump. Now they're crashing again because of inflation. And the, the real marker- We are coming, Dave, we're coming up on our break, but thank you so much for joining us here Thanks, in brother. the War Room. Jack Vazovic in for Steve Bannon. I'm host of Human Events Daily. We've got Dave Walsh coming up next. Do not change that dial. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in the great state of Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and guess what? They're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Now go to PatriotMobile.com. That's one word. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call the following number, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Bannon. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 972-PATRIOT. Make an impact. Use your agency. Action, action, action. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. The betting sale is up. MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. Make sure you get in there. $29.98 is the price. Make sure you're getting cozy for this fall. Mike Lindell flying out with Stephen K. Bannon right now to New Mexico. They've got a huge summit out there. But first, we've got here in the War Room, myself, Jack Posobiec, guest hosting. I am the host of Human Events Daily, both here on RAV and on the podcast side. And we've got We've got the two Daves, got the two Daves up. So we just finished up here with Dave Walsh from Liberty University, but we're going to keep him on because I want to bring in Energy Guru, or excuse me, Dave Bratt from Liberty, but I want to bring on Energy Guru, Dave Walsh now to wrap up their summit to explain what was going on because we were having this interesting discussion about the fact that a global empire is being built around you. It's being built right now, by the way, on your back. The debt, the financing, the financialization, the low wages. You got this psychopath at the Cato Institute saying that it's racist for you to want manufacturing to come back. He says it's about white working class, white men. No, it's about everyone being able to provide for their families and have security. We understand the system that they're doing. But if I wanted to bring in Dave Walsh now and really get his take on that uh, that conference that was just held and some of these ideas of this global economic empire. No, it, was a, it was a great summit. My privilege to attend. 500 CEOs convened in near, near Lynchburg, Virginia, where um, the great Liberty University is. 
Great job done by Dave hosting and arranging great conference. I was mainly involved in the energy aspects of it. And what I was listening to from the very large African delegation, that was the focus, um, was massive, massive, uh, disturbing uh, feelings about the uh, World Bank position on supporting energy for Africa, that the World Bank only really supports renewables projects and will only fund renewables projects for Africa. A great deal of frustration with that because the continent with a billion four people, many countries with U.S. consumption of electricity at a 1910-1912 level desperately need all types of electric power, hydro, nuclear, coal, gas, oil. Fortunately, Africa is blessed with massive quantities of coal, of oil and gas, hydroelectricity still largely heavily untapped, um, tremendous opportunities to blast into massive production using those resources, not, not renewables. But here the UN, both UN policy and, and the uh, World Bank policy is really at this point only all about renewables, which is a way of stifling economic growth in Africa. The way that the Western European economy was built, the economy here in North America was built, the economy in Japan was built, was based on a solid foundation of fossil fuels for steel plants, car plants, aluminum plants, smelters. You, you've got to have that for a developed society. Base load, continuous duty energy that only fossil fuels and nuclear power provide. Um, renewables can be used on the margin, but not as a main source for base load, continuous duty power. The Africans know that. Everybody I talk to there, they know that. And they're very frustrated with these policies where the World Bank will only finance renewable projects in, in Africa with tremendous need, tremendous need for electrification. Well, and this this is exactly what we're doing. And, and, and we just talked to, to Brad about this. this. This is the Great Reset. This is the ESG policies that we see here pushed with inside the United States. Now they're using it writ large to keep in. Oh. And Michael Schellenberger's got a fantastic book, by the way, yep. out. Uh, how they do this in South America. You're talking about how they do it in Africa. In fact, and by the way, we've got uh, Senator Doug Mastriano is going to come up later on in the program at the six o'clock hour because we're going to talk to him about a plan that he laid out while I was up in Southeast Pennsylvania with him to say, and it just struck him, why not build a Pennsylvania pipeline for Pennsylvania's liquefied natural gas right from Pittsburgh to Pittsburgh area, Southwest, South Central Pennsylvania, right down I-76, all the way to Philadelphia, reconfigure the LNG plant, the old ConocoPhillips to LNG refinery, set up your terminal, perfect access to the Atlantic. It would make sense, but we don't do that. We don't use these, uh, view our resources no. like this anymore in our countries. So, so Brad, tie this back together for us. Why is the World Bank doing this? Why are they not funding these projects like a Pennsylvania pipeline or going in for the resources in Africa? As I guarantee you, by the way, the Chinese are going to be all over that. Yeah, well, Dave Walsh uh, laid it out. He did an ex outstanding job at the summit, and I want to applaud him. And the world I worked at the World Bank 30 years ago. They are the elite of the elites, right? So they're in the Euro uh, club. They're, they're, if you walk into the World Bank, it's got a very Euro feel to it. It's very condescending toward the USA. Uh, and so they're, they're all pursuing uh, these policies, uh, which from our viewpoint are just completely irrational. The African leaders I met with uh, were just outstanding. They said, we want to work into moral. How do we work the moral piece into uh, our businesses? And they said, what we're thinking about doing is, you know, hiring more uh, people with handicaps into the labor market. I said, outstanding. And I said, I was worried 
And I explained a little bit about ESG. I said, be wary of this ESG stuff. It sounds neat, uh, but it's all it's got quotas built into it that favor, uh, like in the U.S., like Walsh always explains, the money uh, in ESG through the green movement, starting back with Al Gore, they just made up a whole new sector of the U.S. economy where all the money has to flow through D.C. elites. And they capture, it's rent capture, right? Jim Buchanan, Nobel Prize uh, for this stuff. And then they said, what would you advise? This is the morally best thing to do. I said, the, I said, the best thing you can do for your people is economic growth and come up with a neat marketing slogan like we're going to hire one more person. Right? You want to add as many people into that labor force, get them jobs, uh, get them some benefits going, get their family structure going and get that machine running. And so the, it, it was, it's just basic. And uh, Walsh has been laying this out forever. The importance of energy, it, it's just the super variable that underlies our entire economy. Now, now, Walsh, let's let's dig into that because we're also, we've heard everything about energy this week, whether it be OPEC plus, essentially calling Biden out. We, we was exposed their secret deal with the Biden administration that they were going to buy, replenish our strategic oil supply at $80 a barrel. And he said, well, don't worry, don't, don't cut production because We'll continue to buy it $80. They said, well, if we cut production, we can make you buy it $100 a barrel. We can make you buy it at $120, $150, $200. They gave up all the leverage of the United States on this. We won't go. They think President Biden's going to talk to uh, Doug Mastriano about a Pennsylvania pipeline. He's shutting down every pipeline he can. So uh, to my question on this, Walsh, why is it that energy has become such a political tool in the building of this global empire? Now, he's, he's begun to unveil his whole strategy on the OPEC announcement. Uh, yesterday, it was releasing another 10 million barrels of the SPR, completely non-sustainable, use one of their words, a non-sustainable approach to this long-term need to produce more, horrible strategy. We're down to 22-day supply. If you take the day supply of what's left versus our national consumption, we're down to a record low in 42 years of the SPR, 22-day supply. Shameful. Second thing he's come out with is evaluating cutting off oil exports. I want you to think about that. That's, you know, that's a 8 million barrels a day we export. The biggest recipients are Canada and Mexico as we trade grades of oil with them. We receive enormous quantities of oil from Canada and Mexico, grades including refined product that we don't have, and we ship to them product that they don't have. And and here we're talking about a blanket possible cutoff of exports. Nothing will raise prices more than that, because what that does is communicate to oil producers, some of your largest clients will be off-limits, offshore, offshore customers. That's going to aim to reduce production even further in a time of need. So it's going to have would a that, polar that, opposite effect. Expect. Would that include offshore, the, the offshore refineries in the Gulf as well? Yeah, he, he's he's talking about evaluating cutting off exports. No, that until it's until until the discussion is distilled, that would include Canada and Mexico. A complete disaster. I mean, we 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 have to look at this collectively across Canada, Mexico, Brazil, England, Norway, um, and uh, Mexico and the UK together as as a consortium, not a not a a a recipient consortium, but a production consortium. To, to work with one another to combat collectively the aforementioned uh, countries, very strongly allied with us, of course, produce 28.5 million barrels a day. That's an, an equivalency with OPEC. We would easily crush their strategy. Further, he's also talking about 
visiting the U.S. district and federal courts to attack OPEC. Okay, it is an illegal cartel, but it's we can't impose. Unfortunately, we can't impose U.S. district court and uh, judge, U.S. judge decrees against foreign sovereign nations. That's not going to work. We can only combat this by congealing with similarly aligned major production nations to team together to crush them with an equivalent supply where we team with one another. So, for example, again, cutting off exports to Canada and Mexico are, can, are, cannot be in the playbook. We import enormous quantities of grades of oil and kerosene that we need. That's a trading, it's a trading thing. And, you know, across border with pipelines, it, it is as it should be. They're our neighbors. They are our allies. Uh, so this discussion of cutting off exporting is insane. And it, and it again, further so, communicates to producers, your biggest clients will be gone. They'll produce less. Prices go up further. That's exactly right. Now, now, Brett, let's tie this back again, because you were saying before that there's three countries, specifically three nation states, that these global imperialists want to bring down. Tie what, what Walsh is saying about us getting into this tit for tat, this escalatory conduct with oil and energy. And of course, we can't uh, leave out the destruction of Nord Stream 1 and 2, the pipelines. We're going to have Pedro Gonzalez on in the second hour here to talk about that. Uh, tie it back to this discussion of the building of a global empire and the attempt to bring down these nation states. Yeah, well, the three nation states that they got to take down to be successful are China, Russia, and the United States, so, right? The, the Russian bear, et cetera. And uh, in two of the cases, I can summarize this thing in my worldview very simply. It's God versus no God, right? So you just go across any variable you want, right? Just the World Bank, the Euro elite, Klaus Schwab, uh, any of the elitist institutions, uh, the, the major donors in the U.S., uh, big tech, uh, the Democrat Party. I, I will say uh, there's no God talk in their entire Democrat platform. Right. And so I, I hate to say that because it's not all Democrats, it's not voters, it's not political. Uh, but the cultural war we're in is a global contest of ideas. And and God it is in the West. It, it's the purpose of life to glorify God. It's why you're made, why you're on the planet. And so it, the left is no. not really just like they're just atheists. It's a war against God. They want to be God. And if you look at the alignment, to me, uh, that, that is the simple explanation about what's going on around the globe. I think that's right. Now, we've got about 60 seconds left in the segment. Let's go. Let's get the final word in for Dave Walsh. Jack, there's one more thing I missed in the policies being evaluated as of today. Also, um, pulling back some of our air support for the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Now, that can sound like a, a nifty tit for tat. It's not. If we begin to expose them to more of a threat from Iran, they will go seek support from others. It will be China. Uh, we, we, can't, we can't use this when we have such an easy solution of, of producing more, returning to global dominance in oil and gas production is such an easy, appropriate thing to do, not these measures, but instead to expose now more instability in the Middle East and in the world, in addition, of course, to Taiwan, what's going on in the Ukraine, if we start talking about withdrawing air support for, for Arabia because of this, we're introducing yet more instability. Absolutely. We, that, we can solve this with production. That is about all the time we have. The two Daves, I want to thank both of you for joining us for this incredible segment on energy. We've got Abe Hamaday coming up next. But I agree with everybody here. I want up that Pennsylvania pipeline. 
see if Doug Mastriano can get it done. Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Look, woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freeing the, freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values, like the Chinese Communist Party. It's time for a change. And that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm pl- proud to partner with Public SQ the largest network of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public SQ is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that can never cancel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part of it. It's absolutely free to join. Just download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today. Public SQ. That's Public SQ. Public SQ. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Take action. Do this today has arrived the new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture join the marketplace of ideas the platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want the way you want download now all right, Jack Posobiec here, host of Human Events Daily, filling in for Stephen K. Bannon as he is on assignment with Mike Lindell. You know, Steve hit me up last night. He said, uh, he said, hey, what can I need, need you to come in, need you to get here. Um, you know, I said, look, Steve, I got my own show. Plus, last night, we, uh, we ended up taking, uh, we took our son, our older son, not our younger son, but our older son, actually took him to the Sabaton concert last night in D.C., first time around. But believe it or not, He's a huge fan of Sabaton. So his first uh, first indoor concert, he took him to Paul McCartney before as well. So uh, really big night. But I said, all right, Steve, I'm going to come in because we always know I can pick up a shift. But we've got a ton going on at Turning Point USA in terms of specials that we're running. So we've got a huge special called Border Battle, which is dropping on Salem now today. So you can go to Salem now right now and check that out. We've also got my special. So the Hoso specials are now going to be running human event specials every Sunday night here on Real America's Voice. And this Sunday, we've got a special called The Battle for the Border. It's one hour, myself and Sheriff Mark Lamb. Out of all we're doing is talking about Arizona and the absolute lawlessness that's going on across that state. And so when I'm thinking about Arizona, I'm thinking about the lawlessness, the problems on our border. And the fact that the president will be there on Sunday, I said, you know who we have to have on? And it's AG candidate Abe Hamaday. Abe, thank you so much for joining us here today on The War Room. Thanks for having me on, Jack. Appreciate it. Now, did I see recently that the Democrats AG Association has stopped spending money in Arizona? Did I, is that true? Is that fake news? I know it's a Bruzewitz tweet, so we have to double check those. Right. No, that is that is news. And, you know, the news media does not want to cover it. They don't want any negative story against my opponent by suggesting that you know, maybe she's a weak candidate and that this is not a winnable race for her. But, yeah, they've removed one point two million dollars from 
for my opponent, which is great news. And the Republican Attorney General Association is uh, committed to a lot more money. So we're, we're, we're on the offense now, but you know, we you got to keep the foot on the gas and you know finish this thing off strong. So you know, I'm committed right now. We're we're working. Me, Carrie Lake, Blake had a great uh, Blake Master had a great debate performance last night. So you know, we're on we're on the march right now. People are watching Arizona big time, Jack, because they recognize that you know it's really beautiful to see how many good nominees. You know, Mark Fincham as well. I mean, we're, we mean what we say, and we're going to get it done, and we're not beholden to the political ruling elite. So. You know, Arizona's going to be on the map come November 8th, but I think we're in a very good position, but we got to we gotta not let up at this point. Now, give us a little preview, if you can. I don't want you to have to reveal all your secrets to us, but uh, you are giving the speech. Uh, you're one of the lead speakers at the president's rally on Sunday. What are you hearing on the ground in terms of that, and what are we going to expect to see come out this Sunday? Well, it's great to have President Trump come out twice to Arizona. You know, he was out here in July just a few months ago, but you know, for my speech particularly, I want to highlight that you know, although we're in a bad spot, we're in a bad spot because of the Biden administration, the Democrats right now, you know, I'm really optimistic. And as long as we get this entire America first Republican ticket elected, Arizona's best days are ahead of us. But also, we're going to be leading the fight for the entire country. So I think that's what we're going to uh, focus on and hone in on. I mean, the Democrats, Jack, they have nothing to offer but misery and chaos. I mean, just truly, every single city that's run by a Democrat right now you know, is, is just falling apart so quickly. And my opponent, you know, she has said her top issue is fighting climate change. You know, she, she wants to fight the weather, Jack, and I want to fight criminals, and I want to fight the cartels. So I think there's a big difference going in. And this is why, you know, the media constantly wants to gaslight us by trying to suggest that, you know, abortion and the democracy is on the ballot right now. But People are affected by by the gas prices at five dollars. They're affected by the fentanyl pouring in across our southern border. So I'm glad you're having that special with Mark Lamb. You know he's he's a great fighter out here for us in Arizona. But you know, this is what Arizonans and Americans care about. But the media they want to try to change a narrative, but we're not going to allow them to have, uh, do that right now because I think so many Americans are awakened up to the fact that they're fake news and that the propaganda arm of the Democratic Party. Now, when I interviewed Carrie Lake the last time, something she told me, because I said, well, what, what, can a, what can a governor do? What can the state do in terms of this? Mm -hmm. and, and, and what's the plan forward? And, and what she said was very interesting. And she said, it, of course, throughout the trail is that she's talked about day one, declare a state of invasion, a state of invasion in Arizona. What would that look like? Now, obviously, that would empower you as attorney general. Let's say the whole slate gets in. Let's talk past the sale a little bit here. I thought they talk about it in sales. So. What would you then be empowered to do as the attorney general with a declaration of invasion? Well, you know, it's interesting, Jack, because the current attorney general, Brnovich, has already said that that's within the governor's power to declare an invasion. Uh, so I'm just going to continue that method. But, you know, once it's declared an invasion at that point, there's going to be legal battles. So my office will be taking the charge along with working with the governor's staff. But, you know, declaring the invasion is be really critical. You know, we already see the shipping containers going out of the southern border, closing up some of those gaps. But something I've been calling for consistently on the trail is declaring the drug cartels terrorist organization. And that we have to work with the legislature and the governor to do that here in Arizona. I saw Governor Greg Abbott just did that in Texas. But with that designation, there's going to be enhanced sentencing on the cartels for drug smuggling, for instance. And we can seize their assets differently. So but this is where we're going to get a lot more aggressive with the cartels and with to secure our southern border. So I'm excited to work with Governor Kerry Lake and the new state legislature because 
we are committed. We recognize at this point the federal government has not done its job and they refuse to do their job. So you know, I always t- put this analogy. Imagine the federal government removed every single border patrol agent from our southern border. Does that mean Arizona has no ability to protect our border and our state sovereignty? I don't think so. And I think that's the type of argument we're going to use in court. And now, now is the time to challenge our assumptions, Jack, because President Trump, he got us really good justices on the Supreme Court, but also really good judges at the circuit court level. So we're going to take the fight on offense. And this is what we're going to do. And I think we're going to be very successful with the, the America First Republican. Incredible. OK, we're, we're down to our last couple seconds here on the show. Uh, A.G. Hamaday, let us know, candidate, well, soon to be, uh, let us know your coordinates where people can follow you and what's going on this Sunday. Absolutely. They can go follow me at abeforag.com, abeforag.com, or on Twitter and the Getter and Truth Social at Abraham Hamaday. But, you know, right now we could use all the financial support we can because my opponent, she's funded by Soros still. We don't know how much money they're going to pour into this race. But, you know, we have to, we have to take this fight on. All right. Thank you so much, Abe. Thank you for joining us. Jack Posobiec in for Stephen K. Bannon. We've got Doug Mastriano, Senator out of Pennsylvania. Coming up next, Pedro Gonzalez and Darren. You can follow me, of course, at Human Events Daily every single day. Signing off, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. And as always, you have my permission to lay ashore. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. 
That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.